Hello, and welcome to this very special grocery shop edition of the OmniTalk Retail Spotlight podcast series brought to you with the help and support of Microsoft. I'm Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And joining us to be part of our week-long grocery shop podcast series are two friends from Microsoft who we know and love, the Director of Partner Marketing, Ricardo Belmar, and Industry Director of Retail and Consumer Goods, Lisa Griego. Ricardo and Lisa, I'm so excited to have you here today. It wouldn't be Grocery Shop without both of you. Um, Lisa, how are you doing? How are you feeling about Grocery Shop? Living the dream. I am actually super excited for Grocery Shop this year. It's it's one of my favorite shows each and every year, so it should be a lot of fun. Yes. And Ricardo, what are your thoughts? Are you get getting all geared up for, for grocery shopping a few days? I'm, yeah, I'm I'm so getting ready. That's that's my weekend plan, right? Is to get ready to get out get out the door for grocery shop. Bags packed yet or no? Not yet. No, yeah. <laughs> that's on the weekend list. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Me that's too. Right. Saturday night, get it together. Yeah. Get it together. Yep. Find out Sunday. All right. Well, uh, grocery shop, like we said, it's it's why we're all here. And we've, we're about to launch this cool podcast series together, which we're going to debut starting Monday of the show. So my question for both of you is, what excites you most about the grocery industry right now? Ricardo, let's start with you. Well, I, I have to start, and, and I think, Chris, and you know I'm going to start with this is one of my favorite topics, and that's retail media networks. I had yes. a feeling um, you were going to go there. Yep, yes. You knew I was going to go there. Um, you know, there's such, I think, a huge, huge opportunity here for grocers that if they haven't 100%. jumped in to doing their own retail media network. We have customers doing this. Uh, I think this is going to be a big topic at Grocery mm -hmm. Shop this year. And it's been on trend all year long. It was uh, something you know I had on my list of big bets for the year. You did. Kudos to um, you for that. For too. 2022. So I, I think that's going to be a huge one. There's uh, opportunity both for the retailers and for brands to, to really take advantage of this. Uh, it's all about that first party data. Yep. Uh, and I think that kind of leads into the second uh, thing that I'm really excited to see more of at Grocery Shop. And that's all things related to how you use your customer data mm -hmm. to make you smarter, both in terms of personalization or whether it's, uh, you know, how you work with uh, partner brands, how you use that data to just, you know, better engage and interact. Uh, I think that's going to be another huge, huge topic. Uh, then I think number three for me is really just because of where we're at with, with things like inflation. It's just anything related to pricing. Right. Uh, pricing is a, is a big issue right now, right? Whether we're talking about whether it's prices going up uh, or if you're a CPG and you're looking at shrinking product to try to hold the line on price, uh, you know, there are lots of different ways to attack this. Uh, I think that has an impact on trade promotions. So how you manage pricing overall, I think is a topic I expect to hear about. Uh, and then I, I think for me, another big one is going to be how we adapt all these digital conveniences that consumers uh, really got used to during the pandemic. How is that kind of translating into the store experience? Uh, and which of those things will translate, which might not? Uh, and which ones are consumers really going to care about the most uh, over the next year or more? Right. Yeah, that's always the, the last one's always the sexy one, right? That gets all the attention. Yeah. But I think I kudos to you on the on that list, man. Like those first three, I think, are dead on, mm -hmm. right? Like, and and kudos to you for pointing out retail media networks too, back when we had you on the podcast. Like back at the end, yeah, like January, the end of last year yeah. too, because you opened our eyes to that too. And boom, man, it it just, it launched like a rocket this year. Yeah. It's definitely the talk of the yeah, town. It's just so on fire. Yeah. Lisa, yeah. I want to hear your perspective too. Um, do you have anything you'd add to what Ricardo said? Well, I think like where he was going with retail media networks, I saw that firsthand, especially during my days over at P&G and what how Amazon was going to market and how it helped shift and shape how a lot of these CPG companies were going to market with not only Amazon, but every single retailer out there. 
So we're going to see if it's all about fair and equitable. Um, if we were going to offer it to Amazon, we ought to make sure we were doing it for the same across um, the board with all of our retailers. But I would say what's top of mind um, just across the board and has been consistent with just it, all of the retail execs that I talked to within grocery is how to reduce friction regardless mm -hmm. of the touch points, right? Throughout the entire journey. And so mm -hmm. everybody is trying to think, um, leverage think first from a digital perspective. And the issue that we're finding though, is that the definition of friction varies regardless of who you talk to across oh, the organization. Yeah. Yes. It could be like automated checkout, which is what everybody was talking about a couple of years ago. And it still is with scan mm -hmm. and go, smart baskets, cart, um, grab and go, et cetera. But now it's like people are starting to realize piggybacking on what Ricardo was talking about in terms of price optimization is what about the shelf, right? Yes. Digital shelf optimization is, key. How do you leverage that personalized information that you're capturing from your customer data platform to drive a localized assortment? But once you have that localized assortment, how do you ensure product availability as well as it's compliant within planogramming too? And so a lot of people that we talk to are looking down that specific path. When I was diving deeper into um, just some recon, because we Microsoft stays pretty close to what the trends are, there was that recent study by Lucid Works. I don't know if you saw that. I think CBI had released it, but it said that nearly 60% of all shoppers experience a preferred item frequently or almost always being out of stock online. That is yeah. a terrible statistic. Yeah. And, and although I'm not surprised to surprise hear, yeah, yeah, like that, I'm no. actually surprised it's only 60%. Yeah, right. I know. It's like, I know. It's like that's yeah. happening so often, but yeah, continue. But no, but the crazy thing about that, that 60% being on the line is almost 50% of those people will leave and be like, see ya, I'm going to go to the next retailer in order to find the product because now everything is so easily available within the touch of a button, right? Yeah, I know that online, right? Oh, yeah. totally. And then, so when you look at that, I think customer, um, that is a clear indicator in terms of how removing that specific friction can improve the overall customer experience, which is what everybody wants to do. But it's not only customer experience, it's improving, Proving the employee experience too. It's directly in store for first line, but also back of the house from corporate too, right? right. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to see that those devoid reports or the out of stock reports and have it trickle up to the top. And the ripple effect of that in the lost sales associated is too massive. And the good thing that I feel is very doable is leveraging the role of technology in order to make it make that as seamless as possible. Yeah, without a doubt. That I think that's a that's such a big part of the discussions that we've been having leading up to this is how imperative it is that you have that visibility to every single every single item that's on the shelf that's in your back house, back of house like everywhere is crucial to your success executing any of the other technologies that we've been talking about the the shiny right. penny technologies yeah and it all comes back to the main trend which ricardo i think smartly pointed out and identified which is data mm -hmm. like you know data is the new the center of the new flywheel for every retailer it all starts there and then everything gets built off of that every solution or improvement that lisa and ricardo talked about you know, all starts there. So, um, all right. So, so we've got this new podcast series coming out with you guys. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Tell us about the companies that we're spotlighting and give the audience a tease, if you will, Ricardo. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what, one of the great things that uh, I, I get to do here at Microsoft is work with so many great uh, partner solutions uh, in the industry. And I'm really excited to highlight the ones that we've got coming in, in this series. So, uh, I mean, the first one I'll mention, since Chris, you brought up that great point about data, right? It's all about right. the data and the customer data. So one of the uh, solutions we're highlighting is from our partner, Amparity. 
Uh, and they are really just customer data specialists. And I'll give you one quick tease that I'm sure we'll hear more about from them uh, in their podcast is what they do to help retailers and grocers clean their customer data. Yes. Uh, and the specific example that I always love talking about with them is that you know, when you think about how many different ways everyone in your household might interact with the same grocery brand in terms of the data that you generate and kind of leave behind, you know, think about which email address you might have used for a loyalty program, which credit card you might have used in an online e-commerce purchase versus in the store. And you probably could come up with six different ways that that grocer could misidentify you, right? At least. Uh, and, yes. and so Imperity really specializes in kind of matching up all of this data that they've got that ultimately becomes it's one household. And wouldn't it be great if the grocer could recognize that it's the same household and understand that purchase history, understand how that household wants to engage across all these different uh, data sets. Uh, so I think I'm sure we'll hear more about that. I don't want to steal their thunder from it, but I think that's one that's going to be pretty interesting to hear. And uh, then kind of staying with the data theme, uh, we're going to hear from cooler screens. Uh, they oh, connect cool. the dots between data and retail media. Uh, so if you think about all of the different cooler cases at the grocery store and you envision all of those doors being kind of like a digital canvas mm -hmm. where now you can actually start to tell a story about the products that are inside the case that may vary based on where the customer is in proximity to that case. Uh, so I'm sure we're going to hear more from cooler screens about how they can use that digital canvas to help highlight different products in the case, uh, highlight different things in adjacent areas. So it's one right. thing to talk about, you know, what's behind the door, but where is that door in the aisle, right? What's across the aisle that might be a relevant product to what's in the case that can also be promoted. And think about that in terms of augmenting the grocer's retail media network. I think that becomes pretty powerful. Yep. That was ex exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. That was something that was, I think, surprising as we were practicing and rehearsing for this, uh, this podcast with cooler screens was that it, it's gone. We talked to them last year at this time, but now it's gone beyond just what's behind the glass. And yeah. now it's how does this interact with the whole store and how is it part of the larger retail media network and getting that information that is so valuable to, uh, to the. Yeah, CPGs. absolutely. Uh, Who else and, and from there. Yeah. Who else are we going to hear from? Yeah. So, so then we've also got, uh, one of our, our great partners, blue yonder, uh, I think probably a lot of uh, you know listeners are familiar with Blue Yonder from that Ask the Expert uh, session they they did recently yeah. uh, with you. And I'm sure most people think of Blue Yonder in terms of supply chain and supply chain management. One of the really interesting things they're bringing to grocery shop are some capabilities around uh, their commerce platform, which I'm not sure everybody may be familiar about. So I think there's some things that people will learn about there and how that works across all the various uh, mix of capabilities that Blue Yonder brings to the table, which is, I think, really pretty powerful as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, we talked about pricing before. I mentioned that earlier yep. and things to do with pricing management. So one of our other partners that you'll hear from is Flint Fox, uh, and they're going to talk about what they're doing around helping grocers and retailers manage pricing changes. Yes, I'm curious too, is there, so it's a great list. It's it's an honest to God, great list. It hits on every key technology that's required here as the retailers and grocers particularly start to evolve. Yeah. I'm curious too, though, Lisa, is there anyone that you've got your eye on that were that at grocery shop that you want to point out specifically for the audience here that maybe we didn't get into this series, but you know, maybe if we had time or we do this next year, maybe we hit them next year, but curious, curious what your thoughts are there. I have lots of thoughts on this one. Um, first and awesome. foremost, though, all of the stuff that was just referred to at retail media networks, 
can't be done and executed in store unless you get the right product information tied to that specific product that you're merchandising or marketing at any given moment. And there's literally one startup that can by, by far deliver that and benefit in terms of new item onboarding. Um, and it's a company called Simplista, mm-hmm. which is like a great name because it simplifies the ability to set up new items um, with these retailers. And it draws a connection between the CPG company and the retailer. So you could get an, a new item set up in, in a matter of minutes as opposed to the constant back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about this is not only does Simplista help drive a seamless integration between the, the standard case weights and measures or sales instructions tied to a specific item, it also ensures that every single item that has online content that is like the picture of the image, the um, color uh, soft conversions as it's going through the systems. Um, it also has like all of the product details and descriptions as well. Enhanced content will all seamlessly flow through the system. But what's amazing about this is it literally is a one-stop shop. And it's, a, I think, and I've, I haven't been proven wrong, the only solution that literally on the planet that I found that can do that. Um, but yeah, they're going to be in Startup City and Booth One. Um, Evan is great to work with. So if you guys are coming down, down or walking down Startup City, make sure you check them out. It's called which, is re- which is really important for, for grocers that are trying to ramp up their online presence in, yes. in CPG products because those products are all generally market available. So like this yep. data is out there and it's just how do you get it into your systems as quickly as possible? Yes. Yeah, when you think about like the amount of products that are in like an average retailer, like it ranges from like 10 to like 60,000 units at any given or 60,000 different SKUs. Mm-hmm. But what's happening now from an Omni perspective is they're not the what's online is not repre- representative of what's in store because they mm-hmm. can't do it because the, the ability to manage that content is so difficult to do. Oh. And this solution can help enable that. So when I am shopping on these different platforms or customer platforms, it doesn't matter who it is, if I'm at an Albertsons or a Kroger or whatever, I'm going to go through and be able to see every single thing that I know for a fact is in that store, right? The, the one that I normally shop. Yes. Right now, retailers can't say that they do that because the difficulty in managing content is so, diff- it's, it's really hard to do. Yeah, and, and I can, I can attest to that having lived through trying to onboard many, many oh. vendors uh, to target e-commerce system over the years. It is definitely yeah. a pain point. Totally. Well, uh, thank you, Ricardo and Lisa. That was quite an extraordinary list. Um, to close up today's podcast, you stay so close to the trends and to some of the startups and and even companies who've been doing some of these things for a while, quite honestly. And now this has become a priority for a lot of retailers, including getting ready for setting up retail media networks. Um, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you to understand, or to like, just get some of that Microsoft knowledge, uh, to help them as they're kind of processing all of the, the information that they're getting out of grocery shop this week, Lisa, maybe start with you. I would say that the fastest way to get up to speed in terms of all things that you're going to see at grocery shop, not because grocery shop happens once a year and shop talk and NRF, but the best way to get up to speed is to make sure that you all are working directly and have visibility to and line of sight to your Microsoft rep. Because we are structured so closely with our retailers within this space that if you're looking for the latest trends or looking for a problem that you see in grocery shop or you hear about online, your first call should always be your Microsoft rep because they're mm-hmm. going to go, they're going to reach out to either Ricardo or myself, and we're going to make sure we're going to get that right answer for you. And we're going to save you time. So you don't have to 
scour the interwebs out there in order to find out what the latest solution is on new item I am onboarding. Call your Microsoft rep and I'll just give you the, the person's name really Yeah, easy. that sounds so simple. And it, it sounds difficult, but it's actually the easiest thing. Like mm -hmm. they, yeah. they have over 400,000 partners in our ecosystem. Well, that's what I was going to say too, because this this series that, that we're talking about and that you just highlighted, I think you highlighted like five, five companies particularly for the show, but your ecosystem is vast. Like mm -hmm. you guys yeah. are connected to almost yeah. everyone in this business. Yep. And so if anyone has a problem, you guys are going to have somebody that can at least talk totally. to them about how to solve it. Right. right. So that that's an important thing to remember. I think it's a great call out to you to close up the show. Um, all right. So last question for both of you, any final words of wisdom for everyone out at grocery shop this week, Lisa, why don't you go again? Oh my God. I, well, since Ricardo was like being like clairvoyant with his retail media networks, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, he nailed that one. Yeah. That's going to take that one to the bank. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, I was doing it forever, but I'll give him this cred, but like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever, like put up. But my point is this, I believe, like mark my words, that micro, micro fulfillment as a service is going to be a massive enabler across this entire landscape. Not only wow. Number one, number two, it's going to help implement and drive the retail media networks as well. So it's an, it's an and, not an or, but it can mm -hmm. help optimize and get the product to the consumer mm. factor. I think you, Anne, were saying um, that no longer do people want to receive their products like at two days. Like right. it worked with two days and it was one day and then, then it was like a couple hours. And now, I mean, in some instances, you could get your product within 15 minutes once you place it online. I've mm -hmm. seen it it's the fastest actually that I've experienced with 17. But I believe that Microsoft micro fulfillment as a service is going to be as the next a service. Thing. That's yeah. the key yeah. thing. Wow, yeah. fascinating. All right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You heard and it here have, first, folks. I have, a, I have a partner in mind. I'm not going to, I'm not going to release it just yet, but I have a partner in mind that I think is going to be that, that leader there. Okay. That's a tease. So, that's a tease. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have, maybe we'll have to talk about that in our next uh, yearly trends review show yeah, here I coming know. up. Uh, all right, Ricardo, what do you think? I don't know. That's going to be a hard words teaser of to, to top. Yeah. That's um, a tough one to top that's for that one. So I, I think yeah. maybe I'm going to go a little bit broader uh, on that than, and not pick anything that as, as specific as that one. And just say that I think that if there's one takeaway, right, from everything that we talked about uh, that I'm always bringing up uh, with everyone really that I meet with is that we really are finally at, at a point where um, whether it's grocery or any other part in, in retail, right, you, you don't have to feel as a retailer that you have to build everything. You don't have mm -hmm. to feel like you need to just source the building blocks, right? Whether you're working with us at, at Microsoft or, or, or not, the point is you, there's, like a, there's just a huge number of solutions out there that can actually be tied together. Uh, and if you notice, you know, all the ones that we highlighted for this series, there, there's reasons why they all kind of connect the dots mm -hmm. in, an, in an almost in an end to end way around the data that you have. And you can kind of look through that lens to solve almost any of the problems that come up. Uh, as Lisa mentioned, right, we have just so many vast uh, partners that we can bring along to help do that. That's really, I think, the, the biggest takeaway I can come up with is that, you know, you, you, there's always a partner and a technology provider you can find that can help fill that next piece of the puzzle that you're trying to solve. Yeah. yeah well, and not just the like, one-offs either. I mean, I think that's the important thing. It's like right. you, you have visibility to all, how all, they all work the together too, because yeah. that's an important thing too, is we're, as we're talking, you know, about all of the options that people are being um, exposed to over the course of the next week. Like you also have the guide to be like, it's this one with this one, with this one, but yeah. And I, and I think like what, 
our Microsoft secret sauce is, is our ability to integrate it seamlessly. Like you would need the best of all of our different competitors out there in order to do what we can do with our one Microsoft cloud. We've seen that time and time again. And unfortunately, a lot of these retailers and companies out there, they don't have the luxury that most customers have or the capabilities that we have. So my ask of everybody is leverage and lean on your tech partners like Microsoft in order to help you move and achieve what you're trying to, to deliver with, within the business, but also lean on us as well in order to help you build that business case in order to justify the ROI and the spend behind it. And we will literally guide you every single step of the way. And just like another final word is just be a sponge this week over at yeah. Grocery Shop. There's gonna be a ton of amazing content, a ton of new startups, things that you didn't even think of you're like it's it's going to be great so have have a blast and covid's in our rearview mirror let's yeah. all go out and have some fun in las vegas right absolutely let's do it absolutely all right well that closes us up today thanks lisa and ricardo thanks for sitting down with us it's always a blast to have you guys on the program thanks of course to microsoft for their help and support and putting the podcast series together that again we're going to debut on monday and have episodes to follow on tuesday and wednesday as well and thanks as always to everyone listening for tuning in and most importantly be careful out there